Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy, romance, and the interstitial places. They overlap. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mmm. Delicious. I'm looking at our pond. It sure seems to... I'm, I'm wondering if it's cracked. <laughs> it sure seems to be losing water a lot. David's been assiduously adding water to it. We've had winds that could blow from the fountain, but I don't know. Seems to be losing faster than that. Let's see, today is Monday, September 14th. No, that's right, September 14th. The birthday of one of my sorority sisters, my pledge mother from way back when. Sandy Moss. Always remember that September 14th is her birthday, though I have not been in touch with her for a very long time. But happy birthday to you out there, Sandra. Sandra Louise. Hope you're doing well. So yesterday, some of our smoke cleared off. I posted um, to the SFF7 blog, and I... I'll link to that. <laughs> we'll see. I'll try to remember. But I posted photos. The um, smoke bands in the sky have just been really something to see. Uh, these, of course, being the bands of smoke from the California fires. And they're making it over to us at very high altitudes. And you could see the stratification of the sky layers. I mean, I guess I didn't realize that they were could be so crisp, so such a um, finite demarcation, abrupt demarcation. So that's um, that's really something to see. And you can look on the smoke map. And what I did on the blog post was took a photo of the sky, and then I uh, put the smoke map up too. And the smoke map shows these lines, right, you know, where you have the very dense smoke layers streaming across from the west and then less dense and less dense sort of, you know, striping out. And we were right on yesterday morning. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Because Saturday was, was fairly smoky, which looks like overcast. It looks like the day's just really overcast because it's so high up. You don't smell the smoke, but it's... um. Just keep thinking, oh, it's overcast today, but it's not. It's just smoke. And yesterday was all of the gorgeous weather that Saturday could have been because over us were the crisp, bright blue skies of September. And then just to the south of us, you could look and see the stripe of where the smoke layer began. It was um, really something. And if I looked on the map, it showed, you know, where we were we were right before the we were like in the almost completely clear but a very light layer of smoke but it was enough that uh, we had the crisp blue skies now it's more over us today i can look to the north and see the blue sky and it's blue here it's just um, a slightly more periwinkle blue to put a nice shading on it so 
um, yeah, yesterday was amazing weather, just gorgeous. And I did get to spend a little time outside, but I did spend a bunch of time inside on the computer, more than I wanted, but I got the things done that I needed to get done. I finished reconciling money, uh, royalty statements, and finished paying bills. I'd just been behind this month. I couldn't quite get ahead on that. Sent um, some people, like for the Devil's Doorbell Anthology, their money. And got all of our bills paid. Did my blog post. And then I got the pre-order links set up for Under a Winter Sky. So to answer your question, Library Addict, we did discuss. But we are all going to have it available through our website stores also. Um it turns out we all do it, <laughs> which is kind of funny. That's probably the wave of the future that um, you can always buy from directly from the author, at least our self-published stuff. So we have the cover. We have the cover for Under a Winter Sky, and it's really beautiful. It will be available in print also, although not pre-order. I guess I talked about this Friday because this sounds familiar. But I've got the pre-order links set up. Um, Kobo hadn't propagated it yet and it might take a while to propagate to Barnes and Noble and Apple because I do it from Smashwords because it's hella easier Amazon's up Kareem's going to get the one up on my website probably today and we are doing the cover reveal on the 22nd so you all can um, check that out going to be pretty exciting we're going to do it through frolic so let's see Karine is emailing me I don't normally look but I'm going to reply to her well maybe I won't I'll reply to her later well, actually, we will. So it turns out she sent me that there's a book bub on uh, the Mark of the Tala for $1.99 today. So I said, let's go ahead and do um, a sale on the rest of the books. Uh, Kensington just doesn't tell me. They pay for a book bub, and then they don't tell me they're going to do it. And, you know, and I could have done other things to push this along. I just don't understand this. They just um, don't communicate. Uh, so let's see I am going so I said to Corrine that we should do a sale um, and on the other books the, I'm gonna grab the other retailers and post to social media She's going to send it out to the newsletter, and I guess that's good. But I think, um, you know, you post a social to the newsletter, it's largely the audience you already have. But can't hurt, right? So I'm going to put it on, uh, do some sales on the retail platforms that I can. So since I was just had my fingers in them yesterday setting up those pre-order links, it just takes a silly long time to do the pre-order links um i don't i don't really get why so 
you know, you have to put in the book description and figure out the keywords. And I don't know. There's just a lot of moving parts. And then all of the different platforms. So, you know, I understand why a lot of people want to do um, the distributors. Because it does make it much simpler. We were kind of having discussion about that in Sephwa because we are self-publishing the uh, Nebula Showcase Anthology, number 54, and we're getting all of our ducks in, row to get that, in a row to get that out. And uh, Mary Robinette was saying we should just go through draft to digital. And I said, well, you know, we could, but, you know, then we lose money. We, we don't, you know, we pay them a percentage. And, yes, it's easier, but... You know, it's, I guess I, I'm, I'm saying it's not that big of a deal to do all the platforms after I was just bitching that it does take a long time. But, you know, it's just, um, I do all the different platforms and get the book set up. And even the ones where um, they won't let me do a pre-order, some won't let you do a propertyless uh, pre-order, which is where you don't. You don't have any document in there yet. You don't upload the interior copy. Some of the places like Barnes & Noble are just really set up to... You You can do skip for now, but then it keeps bulking on you, and it really wants a cover. So other places you just can't do it unless you put something in place of it. And sometimes I put something in place others won't let you do before the date at all they won't let you do a pre-order so what i do is just sort of gradually fill those in once we have the cover i will try barnes and noble again and see if they will let me do it for some reason it kept throwing an error on the placeholder cover the coming soon so next week once we get i'll probably try it again sometime this week with the coming soon but then otherwise I'll just wait. I'm letting Smashwords distribute to Barnes & Noble. And then once we have the cover, I'll try it again with the real cover and see if that's what the problem is. And, of course, all of them, once we have the formatted book, we'll get that, which should be well ahead of the publication date. Cross your fingers. So Saturday evening, I had... Drinks and dinner with Megan and Charlie at the compound, and that was lovely. We had a very nice time. Uh, and I told Megan about my conundrum on what to write for the anthology. And she actually had a really insightful choice. Um, one of them being... Why not write both things? Because I do have time in the month of, you know, in the six weeks that I'll probably have left um, to do this. It won't be quite six weeks since we're halfway through September now, five weeks, that I could probably write two novellas. And she said, why not write both? And that way, once I know what's happening with some of these other properties, uh, I can make the decision. And I thought, well, that's smart. That's very smart. Um, She's a very smart person. <laughs> She's canny. But I had also suggested another option that she said that that's what she thought I should do. And I think it's going to be what I'm going to do. And I'm sorry that it's probably just not going to be the uh, Ambrose story. Not yet. I'm just not, um, 
I'm just not feeling it. And that's that's always a problem with um that's a thrasher calling. Oh, Jay's out there too. It's the Thrasher Jay Smackdown. <laughs> um you know, you can be really good about writing to assignment, writing the thing whether you feel it or not. And and I do think you can't always tell. But sometimes if you try to write something that you don't feel at all, it, uh, boy, it just, well, it's painful. And I'm, I don't know. I don't know if it, if it works very well. So I do feel a spark of excitement for the one that Megan said what she thought I should do. And so I think it is going to be the thing. And I'm sort of dancing around the edges because I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm going to say what it is. Well, I mean, of course, you guys know I've been vacillating on this all along. But I think what I am going to do is I've been planning to do that next generation in the uncharted worlds with, you know, like Aster and Stella and their continuing adventures. And I think I'm going to do a novella leading into that series of adventures, which will also include Marshall and Zinda's kid. And um, <laughs> why am I blanking on her name? Daphne. Jeez. Daphne and Nakoa's kid. A couple others. There's going to be um, sort of a troop of adventurers, and I think I'm going to start out. I think I'm going to write a novella kicking that off. So, and then I'll write more of those next year. That's what it's going to be. I'm, I know I've said that I've assigned a percentage before, and then I backtracked. I think that's going to be what it is. It gives me the most room to maneuver and also allows me to have something for new readers who like the novella story. It gives them a place to go. So, hummingbirds dancing around the flowers in the garden. So it was very funny. Um, we were, Megan and Charlie had gone on a, a weekend excursion. They had gone down to Truth or Consequences and Silver City and Kingston down in southern New Mexico and had a good time. Hello, Hummer. <laughs> and, you know, and they were talking about sort of the, the difference in the way people in different places were treating COVID and places where people were just sort of defiantly not wearing masks, even though New Mexico overall has been very compliant. And the three of us were kind of talking animatedly when the busboy came over to refill our water glasses and uh, we said something to him, you know, like, oh, well, you know, we appreciate you wearing a mask and we were just talking about that. And he said, oh, yeah. He says, you know, I think, um, he says, I think we all just need to be really brave. He said, this thing's not going to be over until we all have it and we just have to be brave. And he kind of went on a little bit longer kind of blissfully, blissfully oblivious, and he was probably 20, if that, and we're all just kind of looking at him, 
<laughs> and he seemed blissfully unaware that he had lost his audience. And then he left, and Megan was like, well, that took a left turn fast. <laughs> so I think that's really going around on the social media, this whole thing about how we have to be brave. We have to, and so, and Megan was telling a story about someone else talking about, oh, we're not afraid of COVID because we're strong. And it's like, really? You know, it's just uh, <laughs> be. Being brave and strong doesn't have anything to do with fighting off a virus, which probably all of you know listening to me, or you wouldn't be a listener. But it's just, um, it's just crazy that this is the messaging that's out there. That's very strong people have succumbed to this, and bravery is something that you do where you, you work. You keep moving forward in spite of fear, but fear is a healthy thing. <laughs> fear is our early warning system that keeps us alive. We are afraid of the saber-toothed tiger for a reason. We are afraid of the cobra for a reason. It doesn't mean that we're wimpy. It's because they can kill us. It's perfectly okay to be afraid of getting COVID because COVID could kill you. Uh, being brave about something that is a legitimate threat to your life and to the life of the people around you is just, well, another word for that is being smart. <laughs> uh, or I, I may have said that wrong. It's smart to be afraid. Being brave and disregarding a threat is just foolishness. You know, and that's the people who get the Darwin Awards, right? Re remove yourself from the gene pool because you were such a freaking idiot. So anyway, end rant. Sorry about that. So I'm getting back to work on Dark Wizard today. I'm actually coming up with an alternate title that I think I like. I need to still Google it. And I'm closing in on the end. I got, I slowed down last week. Uh, Thursday and Friday, I slowed down and I was like, why did I slow down? And then I realized, ah, I hit 80%. And I even went back and looked at a few of my other recent books because I know partly from talking to you guys, which is interesting, I'm starting to become aware of my own patterns that it's right around 80%. I, I can see, you know, like the, if I graph the word count, that it's, you know, I progress, progress in a reasonably steady straight line until I hit about 80% and then it plateaus. It still goes up, but it slows considerably. It flattens. So uh, I started to flatten. I was like, why am I, I was started only getting like uh, 750 words an hour, which, you know, is okay. It's not bad. It's still forward progress, but, you know, it's like, what, what happened to my, I wasn't getting 3,000 words out of my three. Thursday, I pushed through and did a fourth hour and got my 3,000 words, but Friday, um, I think I ended up at something like 2,400, and I was just like, that's it. That's it for my day because I was tired. I, that was the other thing. I could also feel the mental tiredness setting in, which is the other piece of that. So, but I think I will be done. I'm, it's looking like probably Monday or Tuesday, unless I keep slowing down. So it might be a little bit later next week. But 
then I'm going to set it aside, probably send it off for people to read. And I probably won't obsess too much. I know there are things that I want to weave in, but I might save those for later. All right, I am going to go get to work. Um, hope you all have a fabulous Monday. I hope that you are kicking off a new week full of unexpected delights and productive work. First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you'll find other podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.